and welcome back to Try Not To Die. I'm your DM, your docent monk, Noah Preto, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Crocs on, safety off. Oh my god, this is again Zola coming on the record to say that she <laughs> is for a second minute rights. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Just on farms. Just kidding, just, kid- just, on, just on fantasy farms. In our fantasy world... Sure. Anyways, so everybody freeze! Speaking of guns, uh, it's time for the recap. Last time, still in Embickament, the new main characters of our podcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. crept into Frigidich's lair, ready to announce our hero's presence. After a brief introduction, the ancient white dragon Frigidich the Harsh revealed herself, breaking the ice, literally, to confront Erza and Zola head on. Immediately, the Draconic leader demanded that they turn over all their valuables in exchange for their life, and thus began their dangerous negotiations. <laughs> Zola quickly learned that Frigidich would not be easily swayed into passing over information, let alone assisting them, also finding that due to a previous wild magic surge, a significant portion of their wealth was now chocolate. Thank you, Noah. No problem. This is, the, this is why I was so pro using the shard early episodes. I was like, <laughs> let's turn more things into chocolate, I'm baby. In everything here. I'm against it all. I'm against it all, baby. Uh, Though they were successful in deepening the mistrust between the dragon lords, they were unable to hide their weapons, many of their magic items, and the shard, forcing them to turn over most of what they had. Frigidich was eventually riled up enough to express her anger and frustration towards Anakra, and with some prompting and promising support, she was convinced that his treatment of her was unjust and, with the right precautions, they could succeed in toppling his throne. However, in their attempts to convince her to allow them to forge ahead, they ended up having to give much of their journey spoils, and in their final deceptions, they provoked her ferocious nature and were forced to leap from the mountain, falling until they found a cavern to hide in. I did, in writing this recap, omit the fact that you shot her in the ass but I now we will just inject that right back in slide that one right back in I am unceremoniously shoving this like a bullet into a a dragon's hand I'm shooting it into this recap (laughs) pursued by the monster they fled into the tunnel as the stone collapsed around them once again tumbling into a cavern to avoid the tumbling debris Frustrated by their significant losses, Erza began to lose her temper. All their gold was chocolate. She had given away her warhammer, and the dragon they persuaded into assisting them now definitely wanted them dead. Wanting to assure her that all was not lost, Zola asked You can't win them all. <laughs> you can't win them all, Erza. Uh, wanting to assure her that all was not lost, Zola asked the shard to try their hand at alchemy, producing the bags of chocolate coins that they still had. Is it alchemy to turn gold from chocolate? <laughs> you know, I my understanding of alchemy is final product is gold. gold, so I am good. All right, technically <laughs> then. And you know what? As a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood fan, if anyone wants to... Uh, come at me. I'll just be flattered because I'll be like, thank you for watching the whole series. And you I will listened. have a gun. And I, oh my God, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all your gold was chocolate. So you guys had the shard try once more to see if he could channel their power to change it. And this time they were successful in reversing the change and restoring a bit of the wealth our heroes had. Exhausted, they settled for bed. And that is where we are right now. 
Zola, you and Erza are inside the hut within the mountain between Frigidich and Anacris Lair. Nice. At the bottom of a bog, whatever that rhyme is, <laughs> a frog in a log or whatever. Uh, Erza is like recounting all of the coins at this point. You see that she has dumped out all of her bags and is like, one, two, um, three. Stilton is doing the banking. He's rolling up all the <laughs> coins and separating them into... He has a little visor on and like little glasses on his nose and he's just like flicking through them. So you guys are kind of all, you know, holed up in this cavern. Um, the shard is playing on some spectral bongos to kind of just liven the mood, feeling yeah. a little celebrative. <laughs> it's really uh, livening the mood. It's really livening the mood. <laughs> I am reluctantly <laughs> bobbing my head. <laughs> just nodding. Um, and I guess, is there anything you want to do before you guys head to bed? Um you probably guess that this is going to be your last sleep. Uh, there maybe is a chance for you to rest somewhere between the next morning and the next evening when you assume Frigidich will launch her invasion. Right. But uh, this this is definitely like one you can count on at least. Okay. Well, while Erza is setting up the hut, like as we're first getting there, mm -hmm. I'd like to kind of, since it's likely going to be one of our last sleeps, um, I'll kind of follow along behind her shoulder and like note it down because now that I have, I think third level spell slots, I can learn it. I, you know, I think so. If you can add it to your book, then a hundred percent. As you kind of like watch her do it, and she sees you watching, goes, "Oh yeah, I, I keep completely forgot. I meant to write this down for you, but um, it's been kind of a crazy few days." It's all good. I also kind of, I got, you know. I backtracked on my studying and stuff. So right. I really think I just have the space for it now. Right. Well, so watch me. And she takes out the <laughs> crystal bead. Uh, give me an intelligence check. Okay. Um, your goal is to hit a DC 13. Okay. It's a 19. 19. You watch her draw out the sigils and work through the process of summoning the hut. And as it glitters into existence, it becomes totally clear how this spell works you see the way that everything kind of comes together uh and if you can mark it in your book you may now add tiny hut or tiny, i guess you can wonderful. call it whatever you want Erza's it's technically erza's tiny hut um yes i actually invented the spell oh erza's enclave <laughs> oh <laughs> yes I, I write it down in my uh, notebook as that even though uh, as she's going on being like technically it was invented by a man named Liam and I write <laughs> Erza's enclave <laughs> um, she just noticed out of the corner of her eye she doesn't say anything but you do see her alabaster skin kind of blush a little purplish <laughs> um, so you officially learn that spell the dome comes up and Erza after, you know, after counting the coins kind of sets herself up for bed um, and you have a moment before sleeping. Um, Erta, I just have a couple of, you know, light, light bookkeeping to do, but don't let me keep you up. Yeah, well, um, if you need anything, let me know. Um, thanks again for fixing the money. Uh, and looks to the shard and gives the shard an on. The shard goes, you got it. I'm the best. <laughs> I slowly <laughs> place their hands down so they stop playing bongos while they pop. <laughs> I need to put bongo music behind all of all us. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I will cast uh, Nishal's Magic Aura on the shard. Excellent. Okay. Um, as I am wont to do. And then, uh, if Erza is turning in, I am going to take me, the shard, and the tusk and go head outside. Okay. Um, you head out easily. Um, you find yourself in this cavern. 
It is kind of a bummer for your last night cavern. It's very plain. There's very few crystals illuminating <laughs> uh, the space. We kind of got a, the better Airbnb first. Yeah, like you wish that you could have scheduled your Airbnb for this because you always want to end on a good one. This so one's kinda, close to the volcano. So. Yeah, <laughs> the convenience factor really <laughs> kind of made this decision for you. Um, but yeah, so you find there is space for you and you know, you figure Eric's is probably giving you some privacy. Okay, I'm going to try and set up kind of like a Zola style magical circle. Okay. I would like to uh, put the shard in the middle where I'm going to be sitting as well. Some other things that kind of remind me of home, like, you know, all of the rations that I had from home are probably long gone by now, but I'll put like whatever, you know, cloth napkin from my father's silverware drawer in the middle, Mm -hmm. like just some cheese crumbs still in me, the shard. An old um, piece of salami that somehow still made it this far. <laughs> yeah, an, an old cured piece of summer sausage. Um, and then I will set um, the tusk up across from me, and I'm going to attempt to attune back to it. Okay. And I'm going to explain to the shard what's happening. So the guy who's in there with you, Limburger. I think it was Pissburger. Right. Pissmonger? I, I might be. Yeah, Pissmonger. Right. Mm. Pissmonger. Listen, I low-key think that he's trying to pull a robbery on me with my uh, ancestral sword over here. What makes you think that? Um, I had a conversation with him in a dream, and sometimes my dreams come true. Do you dream? No. Are you going to help? Yeah. What do you need me to do? Just concentrate hard on the bond between me and the sword. And if you feel something mm-hmm. fighting against that, mm-hmm. try your best to keep it at bay. I can't even imagine what that could be. I love your confidence in me. I'm freaking pumped. Let's get you connected to a freaking knife again. Okay. Let's With, I just close my eyes <laughs> as they're still talking. <laughs> uh, you peek your eye open at one point, like as once there's like a beat of silence, you like open your eye just a second. You see the shard is literally floating in front of you, looking you right in the eyes. It goes, oh, right, right, right. Closes their eyes. Um, some some light bongo music might help. Oh, you're totally right. Slower, slower. Okay. Like a trance. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so you're reattuning to the tusks. Yeah, what fucked up check do you have for me, Noah? Let me just check what fucked up check I have for you. I need you to first give me a intelligence check. Just flat, right? Yeah, this okay. is no proficiency. But the shard's not helping me. Um, I played <laughs> That is why I put them in the circle with me. It was like, all right, concentrate on concentrate the... Concentrate on the... Okay, I will, I will give you advantage. I will say what I rolled was a 16. Okay. Shard rolled a 19. Shard rolled a 19. You place your hands on the blade and begin to focus. You hear the bongos echoing off the cavern wall. Um, you feel the shard's presence glow ever brighter. Art says lying in bed like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Just literally like peers up, like eyes really weary, looking through the transparent dome to see you like swaying and holding your sword. The shard like, like speeding up ever faster on the bongos. You feel yourself connect to the tusk. You feel attunement once again 
I need you to give me a charisma saving throw. Okay. Does the shard get to help with this? Is the shard, right? unfortunately, does not know this is happening. Okay. Otherwise, I would definitely give you the shard. All itself. right. Come on. Actually, it's got to be the Keegan It's got to be the Keegan die. Call your Keegan nat die. 20. <laughs> Come on, Keeg. You did that. What did I do? What you did, did that. I got a zero. Oh, my God. Did you roll a nat one? Yes. You feel the energy course through you. Your bloodline once again boils and bubbles. You feel that fury and you work as hard as you can to hold it in. And when you open your eyes, you see that the shard is glitching out in front of you. It looks like they're like struggling, um, some sort of prism kind of trapping them. They're glitching and almost looks like they're tearing apart and they look at you. <laughs> dispel it, dispel it! Uh, I can, I can use the- You are fully attuned. Can Stilton knock the shard out of the circle? Give me an opposed athletics check for okay. Stilton. I think instead of dispelling it, I'm worried that it's a trick from Limburger, so my gut reaction is to have Stilton just like knock the shard to the ground. Okay. Um, Stilton strength? Stilton strength. Seven. Seven. Stilton leaps up and you see that the shard has like like kind of pins in space. So Stilton is like scrambling on it. One of like the shard's arms kind of juts out, grows really huge and just launches Stilton off of them and just sending Stilton just spiraling out. Shard looks like... It's literally like you're watching a gravity sinkhole like open up around them. You see pieces of kind of like pulling apart. You remember that they are made of like what looks like countless little pieces of crystal. You're seeing they're like, they're kind of getting pulled to the edge of this event horizon. Erza, come quick! You call out to Erza. Let's roll initiative. Okay. 10. The shard is up first. Uh, give me a d20 roll. 10. 10. That is going to pass. You see that the shard is still sustaining its state. It screams out in pain as it looks like it's going to be torn to shreds. That is going to be Erza's turn. Erza peeks her head out of the dome, knowing essentially that if she leaves the dome, it goes away. Vot, what's going on? The shard, it's exploding. She looks at the shard. What are you talking about? That is your turn. I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have time for this. Never mind, I don't have time for this. What? I'm just confused. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to throw my bag of holding on top of the shard. What? (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Hmm. You did it. I'm putting it in a pocket dimension real quick. It's a temporary fix. (laughs) It's not a perma fix. Time slows as you grab the shard, pulling out your bag of holding making an effort to throw it over and the moment it happens you see reality flicker back to normal and you see the shard pale green go no 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 and you put the bag of holding over the shard and then you watch as the bag disappears and i need you to give me a dexterity saving throw okay I'll say this, actually. That was your turn to yes. do that. Erza didn't do anything on as her turn. She runs towards you, and the dome fizzles away as she dives towards you. I'll let you have advantage on this throw. Thank you. It was a 
was a six. Oof. Eighteen. Eighteen. You feel Ertz's body full-on tackle you, and you are <laughs> tumble out of the way as a portal to the astral sea opens up, and everything within ten feet of that area is sucked inside as the portal closes. There is a hole in the ground that is like circular shaped. The rocks from above slightly disabled, tumble, and then there is silence. The portal's still there? The portal is gone. It just sucked up? And just disappeared. Stilton's still here? Stilton is still here. Because Stilton was thrown from the shard. And you see Stilton like, just hopping around. Um... What what happened? I just looked out and you were screaming and the shard was green? Zola's gonna walk over and pick up the tusk and like kinda, you know, roll my fingers down the down the pommel of the blade and mm-hmm. hold it tight in my hand. It feels attuned. Fully attuned. Uh, I slam it into the ground where the portal was. <laughs> slam it into the ground where the portal was that echo from your sword. It almost seems louder, as if it were magically enhanced. And there's silence. Isa goes, what's what's wrong? Just tell me what's going on. I don't, I mean, I don't know what that was. I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Erza. That's really nice. Um, fixed one thing, but broke another. But, um, I just have to think. I just have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, she looks around back towards the entrance, which is caved in. And do you want to keep moving and get away from here? Or do you want me to try? I don't know if I can set up the dome again. I can try. I was going to say we could ask I... the shard to help. But um, yeah, I mean, we could just sleep on the rocks if we need to. But I think I, I think I need to sleep. I, I can do it. I can, I can do it again. Um, I'll help her set it up now that I know how to do it. Yeah. You get down with her and begin to trace it out. And she actually takes a step back as you kind of get a little bit more into it. You can, it's one of those moments where she can tell that the act, like the action of doing this is going to be a little bit more helpful than her getting in your way. So she begins it and then you take over. And in moments, Um, the dome is resummoned. As I am putting you know the rocks down and kind of starting to build up the spell i will you know without looking up just focusing on my work um tell her about um limburger and everything i have kept from her at this point fill her in on paragon and uh what happened to my sword um why i unattuned from it Uh, tell her about the man that i killed everything okay moral history check for her when you bring up Limburger, you see that if she could go any paler, she would. I have heard terrible things about him. You... He's a real creep. Well, naturally, necromancers kind of are to an extent, but... Wow. Zola, I am so sorry that you've been carrying this with you for so long. You're too young to be taking on all this yourself. I mean, how old were you when everything that's on your shoulders got placed there? Just because it was like that doesn't mean it should have been. Even I know that. I know. I'm sorry. I... This is... I don't mean this to sound 
critical in any way. I'm impressed by your ability to handle this situation, and my God, I, I, I guess I'm a little thankful that you hadn't told me earlier. But you always, I'm, I'm happy that you told me now. Thanks, Arta. I think at least he's gone for now. I feel like I really failed the shard here. You didn't know what was going on, and since you informed her of the situation, it sounds like whatever Limburger can do from inside of the shard, he was able to trick you in some way. Yeah. Kind of... Oh, I think that dispelling magic, we just would have ended up with a fight with Limburger on our hands tonight, and I don't know about you, but uh, I already almost died today, so seemed like the best thing to do in the moment and actually kind of an interesting magical reaction i'm definitely gonna maybe write about this at some point academically this is all just gonna be a a journal one day i appreciate your optimism i think that you made the right choice i think that if you had fallen for that trick and you had dispelled and released limburger well we wouldn't be there to try and solve the problem in the first place right now I just have to figure out how to get to the Astral Sea. It was a lot easier when we had a crystal that can do that. Do but you know if it's connected to the Plane of Fire? Hmm. Well, I suppose that it is possible. And I think that if you were to... I mean, in general, if you just find someone strong enough to create or plane shift, then certainly. And there are definitely beings strong enough in the Plane of Fire who can do that. I'm going to sleep on this one. I yeah. hope the shard is okay. I feel so awful. You did the best you could. You've got to give yourself a break. For now, we rest. Tomorrow, we wake up and we keep going. Okay, I'm going to see if there's anything else that could help us with Anacra. I promise I'll get rest, but I just think I need to do something productive right now or I'm going to just feel like crap. I fully understand that. I've literally almost always avoided the feeling first and did something instead to buy some time for me to process. So, if you need anything, I'm right here. Thanks. You sit down. Um, I imagine you're taking out some of your school books. I'm going to learn the spell that I added to my wizard list, which is Spider Climb. I think a little bit about what I'd like, you know, the plan we might have and what Anakra's caves might look like. Mm -hmm. I maybe start, you know, leafing a little bit through the dragon book that I have again. I know I read it a little bit, but kind of looking through there and come to the conclusion that maybe Spider Climb would help me on my quest. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you as a wizard, you you learn that spell because mm-hmm. it, it came with you with your level up. Thank you. But um, would you like to give me maybe an investigation check yes. as you read the book? Thank you. I, w- I would like to do that. Um, the spell comes pretty clearly to you. You kind of understand the 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 kind of components involved. I do it on Stilton first. Yeah, and Stilton loves it. Also, can I say the components for this are so cute? It is uh, a spider leg and a piece of tar. Oh. <laughs> it's a sticky little. I just kind of melt down some, like, gross cave, like, rubble and then stick it on Stilton's paws. Uh. Practically, this works, so magically it should work. <laughs> and it does. And <laughs> just on the inside of the dome. 
Um, on, the, s- on the inside of the uh, <laughs> yeah, little, yeah. <laughs> of the tiny hut. So oh. cute over Eretz's sleeping face. <laughs> Just loud dwarven <laughs> snores. Still, and you can tell, is kind of hamming it up a little bit. Sees that you're, you need a little bit of a distraction. Goes on two paws and like, does like what you would imagine is up to upside down juggling but really just drops everything <laughs> yeah okay my investigation was a 21 you begin to read the book on the chromatica going over what you know by skimming the earlier chapters you remember the hierarchy of dragons and their creations red dragonborns and dragons and kobolds are at the top white and their kind at the bottom You read about the environmental effects of the dragon, kind of, again, going over how the blizzard around the mountains is Mm -hmm. because of Frigidich, and there's the magma, the volcanic activity, and the plane of fire portals that can appear. And then you come across a passage which, given your most recent experience with a dragon, stands out. Talk of how Anacra managed to bring the other five dragons underneath his command. Dragons, though sometimes aligned in interest, ultimately think of themselves as supreme beings. I highlight this and write in the margins, dragons aren't all buddy-buddy. Dragons aren't all buddy-buddy. <laughs> you, you, Notes at the end of the chapter. <laughs> as you're writing this into the book, you do see that, because these are magical books, uh-huh. and like if, if people made notes before, they kind of erase themselves. You do, as you're writing it, you see someone else must have also written. There's like still divots in the page from someone else writing it. You're like, this is yeah. the conclusion. Um, <laughs> the you, thesis statement. This, the thesis statement for everything, this whole adventure. Um, <laughs> so you begin to read deeper about how he brought them together. They, similar to Paragon, they find themselves to be perfection. Everything below them is below them. And if it, literally it's all theirs and they call it their own. It is not common that they would unite for very long at all. But Anacro managed to do it, so how? You read about how at the beginning of the Dragon Wars, the dwarves were united against the dragons, but ultimately the dragons were kind of fighting parallel to each other. They weren't necessarily immediately united. It wasn't until Anacra, known to be the greediest dragon of all, did the unthinkable. He gave the others gifts. He created six weapons to represent each one of them. Armaments for their use or for the chosen warrior of theirs to use. Mm -hmm. He said that it was all to prove that they could trust him, that he, who wanted to own it all, gave parts of his own horde away. A wand for Gangren, a blade for Blitzburn, a cannon for Caustic, a dagger for Drork, and a flail for Frigidich. This gesture and Anakar's knowledge of the nature of dwarves made them a formidable force, one that nearly destroyed all the dwarven civilization that once coated the mountains. Despite this, the war ended in a stalemate with these weapons mostly being lost. Blitzburns was passed down to a blue dragonborn bloodline after his death. Drork's dagger was lost to the forces of the Underdark. Uh, the arcane cannon that was enhancing Caustic's acid breath was shattered by Ambledorth when he tore their wings off and took them out of the sky. That left only Gangren and his wand, both of which have been missing since the Dragon Wars ended, as well as Frigidish's flail, which you just returned to her and is now lodged into her. You're welcome. The thing that kind of strikes you about this passage, because all of this is just like, oh, I mean, this is fascinating. I didn't, how did they bring them together? Mm -hmm. Then it occurs to you, five items were listed here. 
and they said six were made. Mm. And it appears that the sixth item was never found, slash never revealed. Interesting. And and name them again. A wand for Gangren, mm-hmm. a blade for Blitzburn, a cannon for Caustic, a dagger for Drork, and a flail for Frigidich. At this point, was Alethea still alive? Yes. This was, I mean, the Dragon Wars were kind of a classic case of dragons existed, dwarves existed, and they were butting heads. Right. But it was this unification that led to them being like, look, we're going to get all together and we're going to take down the gold dragon, who's the one really standing in the way of us kind of taking over everything. Right. The theory kind of being, cut the head off the snake, we'll be able to do our own thing. Do our own thing. Interesting. So it doesn't seem likely to me that he would give Alethea a... No, I think that you would gather that already. Unless he was being really sneaky. Your read of this is that, like, the metallic dragons had no idea this was going on. Okay, okay. Interesting. So I wonder if he made something for himself, Sauron style. Sauron style. Ooh, a a ring to rule them all, so to speak. Copyright infringement. (laughs) One more ring was made in the volcano, Noah. Am I copy-pasting <laughs> Tolkien? <laughs> Find out next week. Interesting. I guess uh, I will note that, that I would like to maybe ask Erta about that, because maybe she'll have heard a legend or something. And then I just want to really peruse. I'll go, you know, if there's a glossary in the back, look up Plane of Fire. And <laughs> uh, g- looking through. <laughs> give me another investigation check. All right. I just want any information at all that I can find You see a that. number of numbers being, like, it's like 251, <laughs> 459. And this is small handwriting. Very yeah. small print. 12? You pretty much only find the previous mentions. Um, it's getting late at this point. You think that maybe one of your other books could hold information on it. Mm-hmm. But what you gather mostly is that it is one of the four planes of the elemental chaos that were used to create the Realm of Fayfall. Okay. I will put my books away. Uh Unstick still in from the ceiling <laughs> where he's been holding a book light in his mouth for me. <laughs> just, oh. He really misses being a bat. <laughs> Why didn't you just transform me? <laughs> um, and then I will uh, go to sleep. And as I'm closing my eyes, I'll say, okay, Mistra, another hint or like another verse of that song. I don't know. Anytime now. You fall asleep. Mostly out of just the weariness and pain of battle. I imagine that Zola feels rather restless. If it weren't for the need of the body, the mind would keep her awake. Um, And you slip off. No dreams. Nothing of note. You awaken the next morning. You see Erza is already up, kind of packing her things. Um, She looks a little frustrated. Um... And as you kind of wake up, she turns and goes, Ah, guten Morgen. How are you feeling? Morning. I'm, I'm okay. Sleep helped. You all right? You need help with your bags? No, I... I tried dwarf festing again and... Nothing. I thought I'd maybe find some answers about... Oh, you mean like having a dream? Yeah, I wanted to try again. You know, I figured if we were close, maybe it would help. But... I tried again last night, too. But, I don't know. I kind of think that it's like... You know when you run in a dream and it's like the more you think about running and getting away from something, the slower your legs go, like you're going through toffee? Yeah. I kind of think 
it's like a I'll have my people call your people thing. Like you can't ask for it. It just comes when you need it. But they did say that there would be a great force that would help you. So you see that she kind of looks down. Yeah, I I thought that might be the shard, but perhaps it I'm just misinterpreting the dream. Maybe it's me, baby. Maybe I it's, flex. It's, you know, it is you. Or maybe the shard will find a way back to us. I mean, he was in trouble when I saw him, but they're also really powerful. You know, I I think that you've taught the shard a lot. I think that I, I mean, you know, I've only seen a few of your interactions, but if you've been with them for as long as you've said your journey, which, by the way, sounds really fascinating, and I would definitely sign up for like a, some sort of Patreon for it. Thank you. Um, I would love ten gold a month. I would Thanks, easily ten gold, maybe <laughs> even twenty-five or fifty. Um, but from what I gather, it seems like you've at least given them a good base. Then maybe they'll be able to spring off it and do wonderful things. I hope so. I think I have empty nest syndrome. <laughs> You might be a little young for that. Let's start walking. <laughs> um, you guys finish packing up your stuff. The dome dispels after the full eight hours. I will roll my portent rolls. Yes, you get to roll your portents. Uh -huh, interesting. Um, and then as we're uh, getting up and going, I will um, solemnly hand Erza the rifle and say... I'm sorry about your hammer. Uh, I know you're not really a ranged kind of gal. Me neither. You know, if you need my sword, I'll lend it to you. I got spells out the wazoo today. But, uh, you know, if it comes to it. All right. Um, she takes it in her hands. Takes a look down the site. Kind of finagles with it a little bit. I'll, while we walk, I'll take a look at it. I've never seen anything like this. I silently reach over and turn the safety on. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. <laughs> Keep your eyes open. Yeah, I don't want to shoot a dragon in the ass. I'm I? already five steps ahead. <laughs> alright, alright, I get it. Still in gives her a dirty look from Just my back. two middle fingers <laughs> on your shoulder. Um, as you begin to walk, I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw. What? Noah. I know, I just keep hitting you we with We haven't even had breakfast. You haven't you skipped breakfast. That was your choice. <laughs> Not good. A five. Okay. Um you continue for several hours. Um this oh, day, No, it's someone fucking scrying on me. This day uh, continues <laughs> as it should. Um you know that your final destination, Avarici, is but a day's travel away. We are going to once again return to the encounter table, though this time it is a much smaller one. And I need you to also, this will ensure that you only have to roll once a survival check with advantage. Okay. If you fail this, then you might have to roll again. You'll maybe just be like, you'll be just making it there based on the timing. But okay. if you roll well enough. All right. I also would like to say just for your uh, knowing that if I cast Nistel's Magic Aura last night before all of that went down with the tusk, uh, that lasts for 24 hours. Okay. Just saying. That's good. I um, I will keep that in mind. It breaks my absolute heart that you haven't my gone to the 30 days on it. My streak will be broken, yeah. Maybe someone, <laughs> maybe it'll be teleported. Someone will be like, someone will be like oh, <laughs> this will be really fun for me to cast Nistel's <laughs> Okay, you uh. said survival with 
advantage? Correct. 16. 16 is excellent. You guys make decent time as you scale these rocky tunnels. Um, They're a bit rougher now. You gather that perhaps they are new in a way. You think about the fact that Anacra, his presence causes earthquakes, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, for the most stable tunnels isn't really going to cause any problems, but for smaller ones, they might have to like, oh, that one got blocked. We have to make a new tunnel. So as you're kind of going through, you gather you're already getting pretty close to the Chromatica territory that is, that takes up this entire tunnel. You are making good time. It's around noon. Uh, Give me a D4 roll. Okay. Also say while we're walking, I'd like to ask Erza, um, you ever heard um, of another draconic weapon, like Anakra having like a big old, I don't know, gun or something? A gun? Well, since I'm just hearing about this and holding this item for the first time ever, I don't think he has a gun. Good. That's good. We're already finding pros. Definitely. <laughs> Check on the pro Positives box. today. Positives. I'm all about the positive thinking today. <laughs> yes. Yep. No negatives. <laughs> we are going to focus on the positive. So probably not a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, before Frigidich mentioned having a legendary weapon, I never. had never heard of this. No. All right. Well. Must be, you know, one of their secrets. I guess so. Well, you and I know now. No, another positive, <laughs> another pro. There we go. Um, and how you haven't heard of anyone going to the plane of fire, have you? Like any legends about that, or like you know, a dwarven hero who? Well, I don't know anyone personally, but um, I, from what I understand, and she informs you once again that about the elemental chaos nature mm-hmm. of it, it is a very dangerous plane. Um, it is primarily inhabited by elementals and. Mm. Efriti and you know other types of like genie folk uh, and there's also um, rumor has it there are fire dwarves there Azer so oh. we were kind of either it's it, the legends are kind of murky but it's either we were hewn from the same stone kind of thing or right. um, one was inspired by the other mm. but it is a fascinating place and I've heard that it it is where this beautiful world was created from from its fountains of creation did it become real wow i don't know if my study abroad visa will extend that far it might it might <laughs> too oh how fun as you tra- <laughs> as you traverse the cliffs most of the time you are inside um you do at one point find yourself kind of heading up for a bit and you come along the side of the mountains and it is a much different territory here um ahead of you you see the massive mountain deathmonger's den home of avarici and anacra it is completely snowless literally top to bottom it looks like all around it there seems to be kind of like sulfuric streams like thousands of feet below you from all of the snow melt that just came down through the clouds that still kind of fill the air from Frigidich's effect you do see black smoke kind of rising up from various kind of vents it it looks like you're probably within just a few hours walk you'll definitely arrive before nightfall And as you're going along, 
you find that your path once again leads you back into the mountain as you kind of go into where they connect to each other. Um, Erza and you kind of occasionally talk. You see that she's trying to fill the air with like more tour guide things. Like she's trying to kind of like keep things light and keep you distracted uh, as, you know, Stilton does the same kind of snuggling up behind your neck like a little, (laughs) like a fur. Um, uh, And you guys continue on. You find yourselves walking into a beautiful cavern, almost geode-like in nature. Um, Crystals lightly reflecting the light from what probably comes in from the outside, but also generating their own light. Um, You feel incredibly tired already, probably just wounds from the other day still healing. And you see that you are kind of entering from maybe 30 or so feet up. The kind of path slopes down into it, and then you see that there are three different exits to go from from this kind of geode chamber. Mm-hmm. Give me another survival check. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. You realize that you guys have been making good time, but you maybe could have made better time. Mm-hmm. You like based on where you're kind of coming into this cavern, you might have taken a slightly more roundabout route. Not much to like add to your time, but one that kind of puts you a little more south of where you expected to be as you were kind of coming to west to this mountain. Kind of dipped you low before bringing you back up north. Um as you're kind of realizing this and Erza goes, "Shit, I'm sorry. I you know, we're getting close. This map is it's okay. Kind of I always read. know which way is north, but to be honest, that doesn't really help when you're just in a tunnel and all you can go is forward or backwards. So, working with nature right now. Yeah. Um, give me a perception check. Okay. Is it based on sight? This is actually based on hearing. Okay. 14. Would Stilton maybe hear it? Yeah, you can definitely have Stilton give you advantage Stilton on this. Stilton has advantage. Oh, then you <laughs> triple advantage. So, yeah, <laughs> roll twice for Stilton. All right, well, it's a 13. So. 13. <laughs> and did you, you got a 14, right? <laughs> yeah. 14 actually is enough. Good. You hear the sound of heavy metal boots and speech, a mix of undercommon and the occasional slip into common, echoing down one of these tunnels, the one that looks like it would be kind of coming up south to this geo chamber if you guys came in to the east of it. What do you do? Do they sound like they're like about to come out of the hole, or do they sound like they're back in the hallway a little bit? Like, it's, how much are they echoing? It's they're echoing a bit, so it sounds like they're not like right here. You probably have less than thirty seconds to make a full decision. I'm gonna put my uh, hand on Erza's shoulder and motion to her to just back up a little bit, back into the tunnel that we were, because I think that if we cross, they would see us run across. Okay, you can give me a stealth check. And you do roll with advantage with this. Yes, I do. And Erza is actually going to use her invisibility, her Durgar magic, to cast invisibility on herself. So she fades out of existence as you two back up into this. I am making, you know, a mental note using my keen mind of of what I'm hearing, even though I'm not understanding it, so that maybe later I can try and piece together some comprehend language. Okay. 16 for my stealth. You guys pull back into your tunnel. Again, this is not a very, it's not like a perfectly clean cut tunnel. So it's very easy to find some cover behind some like jagged rocks, stalactites and such. Mm-hmm. So you kind of duck back. You hear Eric's footsteps kind of go a little bit to your left. You guys are on either side of it, essentially looking in from a little bit of a distance. And as these footsteps get louder and louder and louder, you hear 
a familiar voice echo forward. What was that hick girl doing in Balderheim? How? Is she working for someone? Entering in from the tunnel is half a dozen red and gold armed and armored soldiers of the Golden Fist in a protective formation around a Sferf Nebelin man with an eye patch, flanked by two slender drow wrapped in dark robes. They begin to kind of spread into the space, the soldiers kind of setting up what looks like to be some sort of camp as the drow kind of come in surveying the scene. One of them has a dagger that you see they take out and begin to kind of apply some sort of polish to it, their face kind of hidden, while the other one is fully cloaked. Essentially, they just look like they are covered in a black sheet. Um, You recognize them to be the drow that you encountered in Balderheim. Mm One of them, after they finish polishing the dagger, looks up. Perhaps Morphine. He said he saved her when he kidnapped Paragon's little pet. But it didn't matter. I thought the point of coming here was to identify the stone. Why are we chasing after her? Plebo rolls his eyes. She knows something. I found the crystal where the explosion happened in the city. The explosion she caused. The drow mage speaks up. Perhaps she seeks the crystal for Marfin. Perhaps she even seeks it for Flay. Rumor has it she is a student of the university. The armed drow's red eyes burn with prodding mischief. You have said each lord and lady on the council has their own prerogatives. Perhaps she schemes with outside forces to take full control. Secure the empire as the true power while the Omnimanum falls to the wayside. Mere tools for her control. Plebo ponders for a moment, kind of entertaining these fantasies from these drow. Hmm. There's always been something more to this hick. And her meddling in the affairs of the dragon lords. What is she getting at? No matter. She's in these tunnels somewhere. We'll find her, find out what she knows, and put her in the ground. I can't have her messing things up when I'm this close to the top. The armed drow looks to Plebo with reverence. We follow you, sir. We know you, above the others on the council, truly follow Paragon's vision. You, above them all, know her power and trust she will bring us all to the glorious future where all of our desires, all of our needs are met. The mage smiles. A world where Loth returns and the surface kingdoms fall. Lord Akion trusted you with his vision, and we know you will follow through. Plebo looks up and out, really towards nothing, but in a way where he's clearly visualizing his perfect future. When Paragon spared a wretch like me, promised me a life, the opportunity to work for my power, to earn my role as a leader of my people, I swore I would never allow her to come to any harm that I would spread her gospel wide. Let people know that our time had come. She has never led me astray. She has always shown me the way. The others, regardless of their reasons for joining her ranks, they will serve her. And if they fail, or if they seek to oppose her, they will be forced to see her vision. With the Dragon Lords weakened, she can finally show the North the error of its ways. Plebo then turns to the guards. We shall rest here for the evening before continuing deeper. 
If we come across a half-orc girl, her stinking cow pattern familiar, or some sort of annoying pale dwarf, eliminate the latter two and detain the half-orc. She is a threat to the Empire and is to be considered incredibly dangerous. I'm looking at Erza, pointing at my face, going, Erza, <laughs> still invisible, does um, like traces on the wall, a like shocked emoji. Um, as Plebo issues this command, you see the golden fist guards, you know, all begin to kind of take up positions um, and finish setting up camp. Um, you see the drow mage goes and sits down and begins to look, maybe meditate. It's kind of hard to tell. And then the other drow goes and looks around and looks like they're going to be searching the tunnels. They first start with the western tunnel, peeking in, going in a bit, coming back out, scanning to the northern tunnel, and they make their way to the eastern tunnel. Uh, what was your stealth check? I think you guys rolled a 16? It was good, if I yeah, remember correctly. Yeah, it was a 16. Just going to be rolling a flat perception check on this. Okay. You guys are very well hidden. Erza got a nat 20 nice. on hers. so And she is fully invisible. And she is fully invisible. So no matter what, even if they catch you, she is going to get a surprise action on them. I rolled a uh, shout out to Becca, one of our patrons. I rolled the cheese die. Um, this is the die I have dubbed um, a player die because I wanted to roll low and it rolled a six. Nice. So you see literally it is... It is honestly like the raptor scene in Jurassic Park where the drow literally walks in and looks around. You're like crouching beneath a rock, just like holding your breath, still in, kind of frozen in place. Still in this raptor on my head, just kind of like camouflaging me into a rock. <laughs> um, you hold your breath there for a moment until the drow turns and heads back into the room. Um, you guys wait a moment and watch them like fully set up camp and Erza whispers to you. I think that if we don't go through this space, it, we may run the risk of running late to our appointment. No, I think we have to go through, but I think we may need to pause until they're sleeping and then go through then. Unless you have a way of making a whole crowd of people fall asleep. It's uh, still invisible, so you can't really see her mm -hmm. reaction, but she whispers back to you. The best I can do... It's the pawn shop meme. I didn't even realize I was saying it. Best I can do is charm person. I don't... Same here, pretty much. Um, and one other thought I have is that... I mean, I did learn the spell that lets you climb on the ceiling. So, I mean, if you're invisible, can I can I cast... That wouldn't knock Erta out of her invisibility, right? No, you, you would know that uh, it's only if they cast a spell. So, right. I could... I mean, I could cast it on you and you could, you know, go across. But other than that, I, I can't turn invisible. So I don't know how I would do that. I mean, they're definitely going to look up. I don't think we can spy style uh, just count on them to not look up. Well, I, hmm. If you like still going with this plan, I can try and create a distraction and lead them off so you can head to the northern tunnel if we're trying to avoid all out combat. Oh, I guess... They're looking for Stilton. Stilton could lead them down a different tunnel. Stilton could maybe pretend to get caught or something. What if I bring Stilton with me 
while invisible and then and then let him and then drop him and he causes Looney Tune style chaos in the camp. Yes. Yes. Thinking yes. positively, this is what we do. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Now this is a plan. We get a little too quiet. We get a little, <laughs> a little, loud for little a too loud. You see, we go. Huh? Must <laughs> have been my down. imagination. <laughs> I'm like priming Stiltland. I'm like, if there's anything you can do, tie his shoelaces together, leave a little wet spot in his bed. Anything while you're down there. I'm talking priority is pranking Plebo. <laughs> Give me a stealth check for Stilton. And I'm going to do a stealth check for Erza as okay. um and what yes, does it look I like will, when you cast Spider Climb on Erza? <laughs> she isn't visible. Cast so. Spider Climb. Um I think that uh Stilton just helps me smear some like weird tar shit I take out of a little bottle. Uh Onto Erza's hands and feet. Sorry, sorry. No, it's, I mean, a little weird. I'm glad. It comes off with hot water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> um, and you cast Spider Climb on her. Yes, it's it lasts for an hour until the spell ends. She can move up, down, and across vertical surfaces and upside down along ceilings while leaving her hands free. So she okay. can indeed hold Stilton. And uh, she has a climbing speed equal to her walking speed. Okay. Is this concentration? I just want to make yes, sure. Yes, it is. Okay. So. And it is a second level spell I'm casting. You cast this spell. Oh. And you finish casting it. And Erza turns to you and goes, I think I'm getting the hang of this too. And you feel her hand on your shoulder. And after doing some research, she imbues you with a spell slot. Um, let me see if she can get you a level two. Yep, you get that nice. level two slot back. Um, I looked up because you can't cast a spell or attack, but there's nothing about using a feature of nice. your class. So you... Wow, an ally to the PC. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first, folks. No Perito, <laughs> PC ally. All right, so you send Erza in. You see now that they have fully set up their camp. The drow has finished his rounds and is like polishing another dagger. This guy's obsessed with daggers. Um, and you also see the- Watch out for the guy with the dagger. He looks like trouble. He knows how to use it. Clearly loves daggers. He knows how to uh, sharpen it and clean it too. <laughs> um, and you see that the drow mage kind of reopens their eyes. Perhaps they were doing some sort of arcane recovery. Mm -hmm. um, Stilton has plus five to stealth. Ooh, ooh okay, here we go. Oh, wait, I didn't Does have an advantage also because Erza is pretty much going to put him oh. in her jacket as nice. she climbs up. Well, I accidentally rolled advantage. Some spoiled little baby. <laughs> um, advantage, right? Because I already pre-rolled <laughs> it. Uh. Um, that's a 19 for Stolen. Excellent. And um, Erza got a 21. She also has advantage because of the invisibility. She rolled a 1 and an 11. You kind of are just waiting behind this rock. You have a mental connection with Stilton. I am so flat on the ground, like a crocodile under this under this Ready rock. to snap. <laughs> um, okay, is there any kind of command word that you want to give Stilton? Um, Erza's like holding up there for a moment. You see she's watching the scene. She's going to probably just drop him if you don't have any other signal, but I wanted to give you a chance if there's any command you want to issue Stilton. Uh, no, I think that Stilton, Stilton's got his black ops, black and white ops mission <laughs> uh, in mind. And I guess when S as soon as Erza kind of gets to like across to the other side, she should like toss him in like a bean bag. 
I guess Ertz and I maybe also would have discussed which way we want to go. Yes, I think it makes sense. We'll say that navigationally, you guys knew that like the tunnel to your right, aka the tunnel going north, would best What's serve you. Okay. Yeah, cool. if you couldn't get to the one on the opposite side, both are probably going to head in the right direction. Okay, cool. Still in. Here's your command. Dropping from the ceiling, descending down, you see Stilton fully lands on Plebo's head and immediately cat style just starts like clawing at his face. Plebo goes, oh my god, it's here, it's here. Starts absolutely bugging out. You see the two drow like, what the fuck? All of the guards immediately stand up. And then I'll tell Stilton to once he's fucked up. Plebo, you know, sufficiently to go tearing off down the opposite tunnel from Erza. Still in. The one that I'm not down. <laughs> takes a shit on, on Plebo's face and springboards <laughs> off, heading west. Um, essentially. Oh, you left droppings. <laughs> the first time you've ever seen Stilton go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> um, they sparkle like little fey diamonds um, as Stilton and just launches towards the other tunnel. Let's roll initiative. He's being so brave right now. <laughs> the, the, the voice is wavering a little bit. At this point, is fully singing out loud. Um, <laughs> um, my initiative is a nat 20, bitch. Holy shit. Oh my goodness. Should okay. I roll initiative for Stilton? Stilton is going to act on your turn, okay. same as Norm. So... On the nat 20, everyone else rolled lower than you. Shockingly, no one was prepared for a, a, a weasel to fall on their leader. You see that the guards are like struggling to stand up. Half of them had taken off their armor. So they're like, oh, fuck, sir. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, you see the drow um, mage immediately like drops their arms and like look, starts looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. You see the assassin pulls out their daggers and slips into the shadows you get to act, but it looks like their attention is fully focused on Stillin, who is op- literally running the complete opposite direction as you. Okay, I will tell Stillin to turn towards them and do like a sassy little come get me dance. Give me a performance check for Stillin okay. with advantage. I know for a fact that Stillin has a, like a minus four to charisma. We t- we laughed about yes, it last time because he, he tried to make a persuasion check, yes. but advantage. Um, <laughs> 10. 10, okay. Pretty okay, good. Pretty good. Um, still in full action, bounds to the tunnel, turns around, and then- A weasel is just kind of a long tube, so it's yeah. really hard to like get any kind of- <laughs> Just the worm a little bit. It's like the closest <laughs> they can get to an answer. Um, and then <laughs> scampers down, very scrambly. And then I guess I- and preparing my plan is to misty step over to Erza because I don't really have any other kind of, I don't have any ability to disguise myself right. or become uninvisible. It is a, I'll, I'll tell you this right now, if you, you'll have to make a stealth check once you get there, but right. you 100% can misty step there. You have, okay. but you they are not only not looking at you right now, but you rolled high enough on your initial stealth check to like, Let's say if it was 35 feet, you'd be able to get that five feet into the room without them noticing. All right. Then if I think that right now is the most chaotic moment where no one's gonna like be distracted by like a flicker movement from their periphery, then I will do it now. Okay. You leap forward and (laughs) reappear in that northern tunnel. You hear Erza go, nice. And then uh, you have your full movement and action. You, I mean, you can like. Oh, true. That was just my bonus. Yeah, that was action. just your bonus action. Um, okay. Um, 
And Erta's right after you in initiative, so you gather that she's gonna probably bolt. Okay, I am gonna use my... <laughs> oh no, I'm so nervous for you for some reason. I am gonna use my action to... Um... Oh, the, the back of holding disappeared, right? Yeah, the bag of holding is disappeared. I'll oh, say so that, all my, my books and everything are all gone. I'll say that um the books that you like you had taken out some of your supplies to go to bed. To go to bed. Yeah. Okay. So like you have right. your basic necessities. So, like, my study materials. And your maybe. study materials. Okay. I take out a post-it, I do a little tongues out smiley face, and you can tell it's me because it's got two little tusks on it, and then I just stick it on the cavern wall and I go, <laughs> Let's go. All right, uh, and then now give me that stealth check. Okay. Um, you can have advantage because this whole maneuver is hilarious. Thank you. 18. 18. You slip into the shadows, bolting down the tunnel away. Leaving a little note for Plebo. <laughs> Erza following right after, laughing to herself. You hear the, the shouts of the drow in Undercommon. Though you don't speak Undercommon, you gather that it is intense swearing. <laughs> um. Um, I do kind of reach out and, and tell, still and telepathically, like, you know, this way is north. I'll keep updating you. If you can swing around to us, then, you know, do it. If you can't, then you might have to jump into a lava stream or something, and then I'll resummon you. <laughs> like hearing um, through a walkie-talkie, you hear, like, the noises of, like, blasting and clanging <laughs> as they're, like, changing after. Um, and you get the message from Stilton that is, you can banff me back to you at any time you want. Oh, that's true. I forgot I could do that. So you, your keen mind would never forget. You remember at the same time as Stilton reminding you um, that if you, when you feel net, like, Stilton has done enough, you could bring Stilton back. All right. I think once it gets to my next turn, I'll try to do that. Okay. Um, they are going to get one turn beforehand. You hear Plebo screaming, Where are you, you damn hick? And um, I'm telling Stilton to do dash actions too. So Stilton's moving 60 feet. Uh, Stilton is fucking bolting um, very far ahead of them. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I actually don't know if a familiar can do a dash. Probably I'll, not. I'll allow it. It's right. fine. Um, <laughs> he's not attacking. These are powerful people. The <laughs> odds are is that they could catch up. So you don't necessarily know what's fully going on. I'll let you give me a perception check over your shoulder. Okay. Not 20. Holy shit. You know, I wasn't. I was like, you're gonna have to roll high to see this, but I did not expect it's you to roll that 24. high. You turn back over your shoulder. And you see Stilton is, you know, far out of vision at this point. You see the drow mage, like, hurling firebolts down at after him. Um, you see the, the guards fully falling over themselves, just at, still trying to get their shit together. It's going to take their whole turn to, like, get actually into action. But you watch as Plebo, the only person who you can see because the assassin has gone invisible, you see he produces the same yellow crystal that you had seen before. Now, one thing here is that he obviously does not know where you are. You rolled a decent stealth check. So you watch as he like lifts his crystal out and his one eye is like scanning the space, trying to figure out like where you guys actually are. Like, should I go after the weasel? Are you guys in a different direction? He's a smart guy, this plebo. So he's not necessarily giving up just yet. And he looks out Give me a luck check. Okay. Five or lower is bad. Okay. Oh, man. 
That was like a beautiful, my wormwood thing flopped it over <laughs> as soon as it was about to roll on a two and then it rolled on to 15 instead. Zola, you watch as he, using this crystal, he goes, take me to her. And he like puts it into space and almost like a doorknob, he pulls open this glowing yellow door and steps in. And you can give me an arcana check as he <laughs> disappears. 19. You clock three things. One, the yellow magic at play reminds you of conjuration magic, which you have seen commonly represented by that color. Two, the shard that Plebo carries emanating that color and being able to somehow cast spells seems to mean that it contains conjuration magic. And three, based on the fact that he described how it was created you gather that the transport via plant spell and the te- all the teleportation you guys did in the socket created a spell shard of conjuration magic and he has just used it to try and teleport to you now the fact that is that you and Erza are running Erza has no idea what's going on behind you you just happen to see plebo disappear and you like look around but you don't see plebo you think that maybe you were lucky and Plebo teleported to the wrong place. Um, as we're running, I'm uh, telling Erta everything. You know, that that the shard that he had that I saw in Balderheim is with him, <sighs> that I think that it's uh, similar to the shard in nature. Shiza, how many of these damn rocks are there? I don't know. <laughs> you guys fucking bolt through. And I'll tell, for anyone who has listened to the Bob arc, which you should have, why are you here? Um... <laughs> This is not the same plane stone that you guys had. Mm. This is an entirely other plane stone. This is a this would be called a plane stone if it were seen, but for for the layman it would be a spell shard, a conjuration magic. You bolt forward heading on, running for an hour, two hours, three hours, taking any turn you can, every once in a while hearing the echoes of Plebo's f- incredible frustration. Your next turn, when it comes around, you do summon Stilton back. You see Stilton slightly singe, <laughs> doing that like cat panting thing where it's like, they... Great job, you didn't die! <laughs> Just huge eyes, <laughs> really panicked. Um, you really shit on Plebo's face! <laughs> no, I didn't know I could do that. Um, <laughs> you carrying Stilton, you guys bolt off for a really long time, running as long and as hard as you possibly can, till finally you guys rush into another open chamber gasping for breath um Erza at this point has come out of invisibility looking around i think we lost them oh, i'm so pissed we're in that geode room i thought i was gonna be able to find a crystal for a girlfriend oh I'm, you have a girlfriend well oh, that's not right really. you did mention like wait is this the we're one talking. from hometown or is this no, the one on the ship it's okay 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 <laughs> you can you can tell this is kind of like when you tell your mom you're seeing someone and they're like is this this person? Oh, Stacy? No. No, um, mom. I don't like Stacy anymore. We're not <laughs> friends. And you're like, oh, God, you never understand don't, me. Don't worry about it, Arta. Just, <laughs> right. If you see a cool rock, I don't know. Like maybe a purple one. All right. Uh, she looks over <laughs> and she sees a purple crystal, just breaks it off and hands it to you. <laughs> this looks fine. It's, yeah, it's I good. think it's amethyst if you want. Um, <laughs> you guys have a moment to breathe. Give me a survival check. Okay. This is a this is kind of a retroactive one for the running you guys oh, just okay. did. It really sounded like you guys you guys take in oxygen. Give me a survival. Give me a survival. <laughs> Con saving throw with disadvantage minus twenty. 
Ooh. Oh, wait. Is Erza helping? Erza is helping. Well, she didn't help that much. An eight. <laughs> Sorry I didn't help much. I didn't look at the map at all while we were I running. didn't either. I honestly <laughs> forgot that we were even going somewhere. Fuck. Fuck. She looks around. <sighs> it's okay. Look, maybe if Frigidich gets there and kind of, you know, we come up in the bloody aftermath, maybe that's even better than us being there for when shit goes down. <sighs> yeah. All right. Um, roll another d4 for me as you guys continue on your journey, kind of trying to re-navigate yourself. One. This In- is... Insert that Star Wars meme here of Darth Vader <laughs> looking at the d4. <laughs> uh, post it with no context spoilers from today's recording. <laughs> Hours pass. You continue on for quite some time. Passing for mica-like crystals that you know means you're around volcanic rock and likely very close to Anacra. And as you're kind of going ahead, give me a perception check. Sight? Sight or hearing, yes. Okay. I'll, I'll let you do both. You know, I'm going to use... You know what? Erzul will give you Bardic because okay. it makes sense that she would at some point be like, do you see anything? And give you Bardic. So okay. she, um, you can roll a, I think it's a D8. Yes. You can roll a D8. Okay. It's a nine so far. Nice. So a 15. 15. Thanks, a familiar rumble grows louder mm-hmm. and louder. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you begin to see some rocks moving on the ground. Erzul goes... Do you, do you hear that? Yeah, I don't have a misty step this time. Fuck! Um, <laughs> and as you realize what's happening, you hear a, <laughs> a large cracking sound. The ground beneath you begins to crumble away, and a fissure of flame erupts before you. Give me a dexterity saving throw. And I'll say you have advantage because you guys rolled high enough under perception checks. Nice, because I rolled a nine. And that's a three, so it's a nine. It's all right. Erza rolled two twos, so you know that's <laughs> that's where we are. She gets advantage on deck saves she can see, and she yeah, no, we navigated the plebo thing pretty good. So yeah, you know what? You win some, <laughs> you lose some. Um, if we are tired. It would be hard to outrun a volcano right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is gonna be that's twenty bludgeoning damage. Mm. I know. <laughs> uh, I know. Sad. <laughs> I don't want to do this to you. Um, 35 fire damage as you guys are showered in burning magma. You guys scream in pain and stumble back as you see something begin to form. The lava in the room, that as this as this crack widens and you see lava begin to bubble up and you guys are stumbling back trying to brush off and pat out the flames that have formed on you, you see the lava begins to swirl, almost like some sort of like t- tidal pool like it it begins to kind of a whirlpool style swirl and swirl and swirl and swirl until it has a sustained swirl ah insane give Um, me an arcana check okay also i'm gonna absorb elements that fire damage oh yes definitely so you Um, have resistance okay yes i need a little help on exactly how absorb elements works i always get kind of confused is it that if i upcast it because i see that the damage is so if i upcast do i take absorb more of the damage my understanding of it, and you know, get in the comments if I'm wrong, is that you automatically Just take, take half, half damage. Oh yeah, I have resistance to the triggering t- damage type until it, the start, and the next time they take the increasing damage. Yes, yeah, so okay. you, it, I think you can deal higher damage it. if you upcast yeah. it. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to 
uh, cast it at a second level. So when I eventually use it, it'll be 2d6, but it'll just be halved damage. Ooh, that's fucking sick. Right? I I think that's dope as hell to store it. But I will say that does mean that you just make sure you remember that you have that 2d6 have fire damage stored in your blade. You guys stumble back as the rumbling settles. And essentially, the other side of this room is... N- impossible to get to. Essentially, this whole room has become this roiling, bubbling whirlpool of lava. Uh, And now give me that arcana check. Okay. And Erza will give you the help action. Thank you, Erza. This looks familiar. Ooh, I got a 23. You look at this, you think about the proximity. This looks to be a portal. Holy shit. To to the plane of fire. Fire. Started the day with a portal and ended with one. I, looking at the positives. Looking at the positives. positives. Looking at the positives. Um, <laughs> you two stand before this swirling portal. Um, is there anything you'd like to do? It kind of depends on how fashionably late we want to be to the party, right? Right. I don't know about. I, I know that in some planes, time can get kind of wibbly wobbly, so to speak. But I don't know. I don't know about the plane of fire. I don't know enough. So. This is kind of a gamble. But if it works out, we're we're in it. We're in the horde. Still in. <laughs> it does not want to jump in lava. Um, it uh, looks still in. I understand that. I think that the portal itself isn't going to light us on fire. I don't think it's going to hurt. I mean, uh, granted, uh, um, I might. I'm looking at the positives because I actually don't know if I'm being honest. I've never jumped through a fire portal. I don't know either. (laughs) I jumped through other portals. They didn't hurt. They didn't hurt? No. Well, thinking positively. Oh, Erza, I don't know. It's kind of a big gamble. I mean, what if we just never make it out? Look, I would not hold it against you if you want to break here and you want to continue your journey north. I can give you the map. I can give you any tools that I still have. I know you lost your bag of holding. I'll give you any of the rations I have. Oh, so you're going. Yeah. My mission was to come here to get my hammer. I hold my hand out. She grabs her hand into a predator handshake. You ready? Really hope it doesn't burn. I'm pretty sure it won't. The two of you tumble into the burning portal, and that is where we're going to end our session today. Ah! Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Try Not to Die. Um, Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. Uh, Maybe I'll release the the 10 minutes of me looking up things (laughs) episode. um, The the click take. (laughs) The click take. It's just me clicking through pages frantically going, um, what happens when this happens? Uh, um, But uh, thank you so much again. um, If you would like to become an Eldritch patron, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. I, you know, it's going to be out already, so I'm going to reveal it. Our March content surge is going yes. to be a 9 to 5 Ooh, movie night. So I'm <laughs> so excited. Um, Starring a special guest. Special guest. Guests. Well, you'll have to sign up for $10 to find out. Our humble little table may, for the first time in quite a while, have four people have at four it. people at it. Believe me, I'm scared as a DM. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so get you know, sign up, check that out. It is going to be so good. We play through the entire plot of the movie slash musical, 9 to 5. Um, <laughs> feminist icon, Dolly Parton. Feminist please, icon. please subscribe to our pod. Um, any plugs that you want to give? <laughs> My 
plug straight to Dolly Parton. Join the Patreon, honey. Dolly, if you're out there, join the page. Um, and of course, leave us reviews on Apple and Spotify. Thank you, Hit thank us up you. on the socials. Uh, donate to charity. Any, anything that feels Follow good. Follow us. Try not to die pod. Think positively. Uh, and until next time, try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons. Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, Elana, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and producer Daddies, Becca Mount, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die. Thank <laughs> you.